All right, let's do this and let's do it in a special way. Hi guys, so I'm Georgiana da Costa. Welcome to episode 31 of the Free Happy and Thriving podcast. Now, I'm doing this in a very special way because I am looking up at the camera. For those of you listening, you probably don't see this. And I'm actually recording this live on Instagram because I just hadn't like an intuitive nudge to test this out and this is what this is going to be about my year so i'm recording this episode now i've got my mic set up for those of you looking over at instagram here's my laptop and i'm actually recording this in my anchor software where i'm actually recording it for the podcast so the mic and all the bits and bobs are for the podcast so it's like a visual kind of thing so if you're listening in, on the podcast and you're more of a visual person like I am I love to watch video and people talking on video I feel like we're having a conversation there's gonna be a link to this Instagram live so you can watch it there and if you're more like a podcast listener and there's like many times I prefer that like I would listen to something when I'm laying in bed with my little ones because they need a cuddle to go back to sleep or I will listen while like I'm doing chores and stuff like that so if you're like that or or on a walk or something then obviously you have the podcast version so let's test this out and see if we're gonna keep with it and it's gonna be useful for 2023 now let me tell you what I'm here to say so I titled this on Instagram as I went live 7 uh things new year 2023 things may change it up a little bit but essentially it's my message to you and it's I guess on the line of resolutions affirmations or things I'm but I think for me it's more lessons I've really questioned myself what do I want to share with you? It's a big thing starting the year. Like whether you are the type of person that hates resolutions and like goals in January, uh, whether you like vision boards, whether you don't, I think we can all admit that it's a it's a fresh start. No matter what, a new year, it's a fresh start. And especially as business owners, that opens up just this new stage, this, this, this new year that you can do so much in. So I've really sat on it I like I thought am I gonna do a year in review and I might I might still do that I don't know probably if I don't do it by end of January I won't but am I gonna like what am I gonna do now for full disclosure my husband and I have been like sitting down since like the 26th of um December now and then to put this vision board together and we had this idea to build it on Canva and just essentially print it out and put it up rather than with photos and we haven't got around to finish it yet but like I am already like enjoying the energy especially the together thing the family goes the travel the things it's really enjoyable we sit down with a glass of wine we think about it I love that for my business I'm like kind of still sitting on it I do want to be very intentional but last year my intentions were less goals and more intentions and that has really worked for me and in fact I have a big lesson about last year I've been wanting to share with you and I'm going to put it down. It might be the next episode. Um, I'm going to call it the brick wall lesson. So I think I'm going to do that for episode 32. But on this one, I have seven things. Seven like lessons, advice, vibe. I guess just seven things that I want to share with you as a thank you for being in my space, for being in my audience, for listening to this, for watching this. And just things that I have experienced. Like what you maybe have noticed, and one thing I can tell you I've done very intentionally, 
probably for over six months now with my brand and I don't see it changing anytime soon is that I am focusing not just on lessons and things and things I know for sure at this stage in business or what I feel will help others but things that I have experienced because there's the thing the strategy the lesson the thing the advice and there's you put it into practice you had direct direct relation to it and another thing that i believe strongly in in this beautiful connected internet world that we have the opportunity to connect to people we relate to in some shape or form i don't know about you i love to know leave a comment like hit reply to the email where you get this i would love to know if you buy mostly from people you relate to on some level on some capacity for me i have been so intentional for the past I would say this one for the past year, so definitely a 2022 thing, where I'm I'm asking myself, do I relate to this person? And it can be things that I feel like we talk alike, we look alike, we have a similar background, we're both moms, or or I love the way you do business. And I would like I can see myself implementing those strategies that way, that connects to me. So I'm really, really intentional to to do that because I know. That it's almost like borrowed belief. If I buy, like, and for instance, I love to buy from other women entrepreneurs, like programs, strategies, products, things, right? Coaching, whatever, all sorts of things. And I, I ask myself that, like, if I buy from you, even if I'm not at the level or that I don't have the results that you have, because I relate to you, when I consume your content when I apply what you um what you told me to do right let's say as like if I buy coaching or or any type of um business programs I have that extra belief that I can do it because you can do it and I relate to you right this is a bonus lesson I didn't actually I wasn't actually going to put it in but I guess that's a, that's a good one the thing is the reason why I'm saying that is because these seven things there's things that I tried and I trust that because I've shared the things that I've tried, I will be able to help you if you're trying these ones for the first time to have a more, to have borrow that belief and that energy as I, as very likely you're in my world because you relate to me, right? How we all connect to one another. And I think that's the most powerful thing. So let's get started. So the first thing, the first thing I want to share with you is to say, start the thing. Just start the thing. And I'm going to elaborate. <laughs> so start the podcast. Start the book. Start the business. And I know it's going to sound cliche and you hear this a lot, but is there another way? If you're afraid of what people will think of you, if you're afraid of a failure, if you're afraid of your like reputation, your brand, I've been hearing this a lot in the space. Oh, don't like, don't talk about this topic. Don't like start this podcast. Don't don't write this book unless you have something valuable to say. Don't do this course unless you know all things on the topic. Like set point two, I'm gonna talk a lot about that because that was one of the things that really helped me to realize. The more I teach from experience, the more helpful I am to people. And the less I have this um, fear of failure or imposter syndrome, 
is my light playing up? Can you guys see my light playing up? My like, ring light thing that makes light. <laughs> um, so start the thing. Like it's okay to start a YouTube channel and decide three videos in that this is not for you. It's okay for you to start a TikTok challenge and decide that you don't like TikTok or decide that you love TikTok and you're going to move all your things there. It's, can you guys, can you hear my little one? <laughs> he's like upstairs playing with his dad and, <laughs> and he's like, just ask me for number blocks. He's playing with us. Anyway, um, so start the thing, like start it just because you commit to try things out in your business like the it's paralyzing this is point two so i'm going to jump into point two as well for this it's paralyzing to over plan it's paralyzing and i'm talking as an over planner as somebody that typically would plan out things and try to like look at all the pros and cons all the SWOT analysis all the bits and bobs there's a place for that maybe if you're gonna put down a you know seven-figure investment or five-figure investment, sure, do that. But if you're deciding whether to start a podcast or start your influencer account or create that course or write that book or sell that service or do that thing or just the, the, the only way for you to get any traction over it is to start. And you're going to find resistance. And probably the probably the, the first resistance you're going to find is within. I remember once hearing this coach, um, like the voice of resistance is part of life. The like the the idea is not to try to stop the voice of resistance, is to move forward in spite of that voice. To kind of be like, yeah, of course. Like I'm I'm doing this right now. You guys, I'm like in my pajamas, my Christmas pajamas, which I love. And I'm like going live on Instagram. And you know what? Let me tell you this, because I hope it helps you. There's nobody live with me as I'm speaking now. I don't think so. I don't see anybody live. I haven't announced this. I haven't planned this. It's not like I'm expecting fireworks. Like I'm, I'm recording on my, on my anchor for my podcast. I've got some notes on the side. I don't know exactly how this is, is going to go. It was like this intuitive nudge that has been going on for days of what am I going to say? And today was like, today I know what I want to say. And I know why I want to say this. And I feel like I'm going to say this and I'm going to help somebody. So I'm going to show up. Should I now be like, oh my goodness, there's nobody here with me. Or hold on. How am I going to go live and maybe be by myself? I used to have these thoughts. And one person comes live and it's my like, I don't know, it's like a family member. They see that there's nobody live with me. I'm going to feel a certain way. If you had these thoughts before, like we all have them in some capacity. But then like, but then when? Then what? I sit down and I say, well, I first have to announce it to my email list. So there's people live with me. And I first have to put it on my stories. I make a post about it and do that. And then life happens. I've got like client work. I've got reports to get ready for next week. I've got like a lot of like client work, important client work that I've committed to my clients that I love and like I enjoy and I want to do the best for them because it's a big year for all of us in business, right? In it's a big month for all of us in January. We look back on 2022. We set up intentions for 2023. So I'm busy with stuff. It's Sunday as I'm recording this because I sat down to do your work because we had like a full day off yesterday and I have a little bit of stuff and I don't normally work on a Sunday. I diverse so much, but I do now because I had these things and I have this report to do and I'm going to do the thing because I'm an entrepreneur and sometimes we need to do the thing and sometimes we have lots of time off and sometimes we do the thing on a Sunday, right? So here's the thing. If I over this, I would have never showed up. If I 
thought about what am I going to get back or how people are going to receive it, I would have never showed up. Instead, I show up because I trust. Like I've showed up here because I felt like I found the answer of the useful thing that I have to say that helps somebody. Somebody. Whether it just helps me to say it out loud, whether it helps one person that watches it, whether it helps a thousand people, like it's just that's the whole point of business and a brand. So there's no other way that like it's paralyzing if you stop and 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 overplan because you don't move. And I've been there. I've been sitting on great ideas paralyzed with over planning paralyzed of trying to think it all through paralyzed of like fears and things and like letting go of that and just thinking I'm just gonna start the thing like it doesn't matter so do it in spite of the voice of resistance within and that I think is the hardest especially because that typically stops you from starting or kind of like as long as soon as you don't get like some immediate validation on some like great result or something you kind of like want to hide back in and then start continue it even if you have resistance from outside and that is a tough one because it can come in many forms it can come in feeling guilty like right now I have a 90 minutes work session and I'm going to swap with my husband. We'll do a little bit. Should I feel guilty? Oh my goodness, where is this, this going to go? Should I feel guilty because I was like playing with my little ones and then obviously I swapped with my husband to do this and then he's going to do some work. Should I like feel guilty? Am I like, am I doing this like right? It's very easy. You see, you can do it because you feel guilty because you're not doing enough because you think it's not important enough or you may feel like people might tell you like things. Like, it's going to come at you. I hope it doesn't, but it probably will. So at the beginning of 2023, I want to encourage you to be bold and just do it. Be so bold and be so, like, stubborn. Be like, you know, like entrepreneurs, um, business owners. We have to be a little... I think everybody with a dream, not just entrepreneurs and business owners, everybody that follows their own dream, because we are so connected to dreams emotionally, we can do a lot of things great in our lives. But when we are so deeply connected to the dream, it can be anything. It can be something that it seems so simple to someone else. But to us, when our emotions are on it, oh my goodness, we like, there's a, there's a different experience going up in our head and our hearts and how we feel. So be a little stubborn about it be a little crazy about it like just do it and don't care like just do it just show up and don't care stay committed to why you showed up like just keep doing it because you thought that it's a good thing to do that was point one start the thing step point two over planning is paralyzing and i've touched on that but i want to touch about that a little bit more about when you create something as entrepreneurs if we want to start a youtube channel a podcast start posting reels regularly start a blog uh, create a course create a product sell something it's so easy to feel like we are not experienced enough i have felt that for the longest time and it was only through honestly it was only through um the thing I think I told you at the beginning, which is being in the world of people that I connected to, that are in the business that I want to do 
and doing things that I want to do and that make me happy and I see them doing it and I connect to them. So I borrow that belief. And then when I go and buy their courses and I'm buying their the products and in the like kind of inner world of what they have to offer, I realize that they are not doing things the thought the way I thought things need to be done. And I'll try to put that into context. So they are not selling a course, for instance, where they have put all the information in that course and they've covered all the bases and they've researched all the quotes like the it's a university assignment and they've like brought all the extra speakers in and that all the things. I have been in courses like that and they're overwhelming. I mean, I'm sure they're great versions of it, but for me, for instance, I've noticed that they just do one thing at a time, a lot of it connected from the experience. So they might learn a strategy, for instance, right? If you're like a business coach or whatever you do, right? They might learn a strategy, implement it, experiencing it, have their own opinion of it, have their own like process to it, and then teach the process. That's an example. You can do the same if you sell a type of coffee that you enjoy. You can do the same that I've got coffee and biscuits here, sell a type of biscuit, like whatever that is, services, right? Like I sell marketing services. I have a marketing consultancy where I work one-on-one with clients. I sell strategy sessions to coaching clients. I do strategy. I'm I'm always in the marketing space. I'm always learning about lead generation and ads and, and email list and conversions and things. That's That's my career. However, I bring to the table my experience, my views. So I share to my clients, I share with those things, my views. So I am just being me and I'm bringing me to the table. And then I can like narrow down what I offer to this thing and what I think about it and how I think I can support you, whether it's through the form of a service, a course, a product, right? Right? I want to tease something out. (laughs) because I feel it's useful here. I'm about to release some notebooks purely because I cannot find the notebooks I like to write in and I need to write things down in my business. Do I know much about notebooks? Wouldn't it be easy to think, oh my goodness, it's probably going to go wrong. Like there's big companies with like, just like they understand. No, I chose the simplest route. And first I'm going to satisfy myself. I'm going to create something that I like. And I'll put it out there and see where it goes. Do you see what I mean? But if I stop and really, really take in how many people are putting out notebooks, massive corporations that have like all these processes and and supply chains in place, would I just even start? No. Like, why would I even bring a notebook into the world by somebody else's that's experienced about it? But that's not quite how entrepreneurship and a business and the marketplace works, right? It, it's not quite how it works. That's where you go to the fruit and veggie market and you find probably a hundred stores with apples because they're not thinking, well, but next door they're selling apples and there they're selling apples. And like, it doesn't matter. Sell your apples, <laughs> right? So I'm going to end this with this because that was really like, that was actually what like made me realize I have to say this today because it's clicking together what I feel I can tell you. If you were to put into a product, service, any sort of offer, everything you've ever known, best research after hundreds of years of experience, (laughs) exaggerated example, you would overwhelm people. Most of us just need a small win, right? This is how I realized that. For instance, I have a course called called Grown Purpose with Paid Ads. 
that talks about my system that I use for myself and my clients to grow an email list and actually lead that to sales using paid ads alone. People that come on that course want to experiment with paid ads. And the thing about the course is that it focuses on low budget. So it's not this kind of 5, 10K budget that typically, oh, oh, because my computer went off and I think it stopped my recording. So putting in this uh, password, it's very long. It's one of my goals. <laughs> so it's very long. Okay, it's still going. The recording is still going. Sorry for that. Because <laughs> you're going to listen to this back. So, um, where was I? The course. People come, come on it because I also share how to do it on low budget because it's something I've tried for myself. I do it on big budgets for my clients. But I've also tried it on low budgets for myself. And I know that the audience I serve, a lot of people in my world are kind of just learning this and are new to a lot of things in business or just trying certain things for the first time, just like I'm trying for my own business things for the first time, regardless of whatever experience I might have in marketing. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry, sneeze. <laughs> so, coffee. Okay, this is my cup. For those of you listening, and I've got a little squirrel Christmas cup that says Noel. So, I, that is my version of, I'm not going to give you everything I've ever known about paid ads. I'm not going to give you everything I do for clients that invest um, five figures, for clients that invest $1 a day. That No, I'm going to give you my thing that I've tested. I'm going to tell you that I typically spend $1 to $10 a day on it. And this is what the numbers look like. This is why it look like when I spend less or more. And this is it. So the person coming in gets that win. If I downloaded all my information about paid ads and it's like they're doing a, you know, like a full-on ads course, like they probably don't want that. They don't want all that information. They just want to understand how they can do it. It's better to give people something that they can see a benefit and a win from, right? So I always give these examples about like, because it's random and I've never done it, but I like to give random examples. Like just creating a nice candle. You don't have to have the whole thing. You don't have to have a million flavors. This smells like lemongrass. I love lemongrass. If you're just gonna, if you just love lemongrass, like if I was to make a candle, company like or candle product definitely i'll make it lemongrass because it reminds me of my honeymoon in thailand the smell of lemongrass the whole experience and that's it and i'll just share my story and just make cute lemongrass candles done like i don't have to do it all and are there hundreds thousands probably tens of thousands of companies that make candles yes do they sell it in my local supermarket and there and there yes but i'm just gonna make my lemongrass candles and just connect with other people that love lemongrass candles, done. So it's like, I guess what I wanted to share with you is the idea of you don't need to know everything. And in fact, very likely, in most cases, saying everything, doing everything, it's overwhelming to the person on the receiving end. I want to encourage you to just question yourself whether you're helping somebody. And that can be if you're selling lemongrass candles, if you're selling um, products, if you're selling services, if you're selling digital downloads, if you're selling art, if you're selling workshops, if you're selling talks, if you're selling anything, right? 
as long as it helps somebody. Like I'm creating these notebooks because I just want the notebooks I want. And I would also love to share them with the world because I would love to, I know my audience is people like me. So if this is useful for them, I'm going to put it out there. And I know this is going to work. And if it's not, I would rather be a stubborn entrepreneur that believes in myself highly than be what I've been many times in my 10 plus years of business journey, afraid, feeling like an imposter, paralyzed with over planning. So I'm done with that. I'm going to be, you know, like, I don't know, Steve Jobs comes to mind, just overconfident in my stuff. Just that. <laughs> okay. The third thing, start small, start small, like just, just do something. This is also something that I've struggled with a lot. And in 2022, this was something that I've mastered. I've mastered the idea of just try it, do the thing, don't overplan it, which is like 1.1 and 2, and just start small. And then this is exactly with point four and 5, which I'll tell them together. Point 3, start small. Point four is take intuitive action and point five, have a testing attitude. And I've heard this a lot from my favorite coaches, but it took a lot for me to understand what that means to me and how to apply that. And I'll explain to you how I've been doing this in the hope of serving and helping you in any way you may apply that. So start small means, for instance, start my podcast without a whole production. We were we had like this little intro thing um, for a while. So my team is mainly right now a team of two, myself and my like amazing, amazing superstar, Diana. So it's mainly you and her and I talk, working. And sometimes, you know, we like partner with other people for other things, but that's like the, the, the two of us. So how we did it, and this is as of this year, how we did it, uh, or last year, as how we did it with the podcast is that um, we found some like nice music and normally I record the podcast, I put it in a Google Drive for her, she'll put it together with a nice intro, she'll post it, we'll have an intro, an outro and all the things, nice. I was never getting it done on time. I had to send it to her before she can take it live, then it was overlapping with her school days and all these things and it wasn't working. And I said to myself, am I on this podcast to sound the best? Or am I here because I'm trying to share something valuable and connect to my audience? I'm there to share something valuable and connect to my audience. So I'm just going to plug it into my phone. Right now it's all plugged in so I can show you. But I've got this little extension cable that I plug this phone into. I record. I used to record in my voice notes and post it straight away. Or now I realize that the Anchor software I'm using actually has an app so I can record straight into it. Whether it's on my laptop or my phone done so you'll find out the beginning of my podcast i'm trying to be a little bit fancy we still have like a different graphic for every episode and download this app that we had to pay for to create these like posts that are like showing like me speaking fancy wonderful oh my goodness like i totally probably will might likely don't know we'll do that in the future it was amazing but it was stopping me from doing it so starting small is better and i'm okay to sounding like i'm not the the most put together podcast out there because the goal, my goal, I need to, you need to ask yourself your goal, what you're here to do. Am I here to be the most put together podcast? And I'm going to take it even more raw with this. I used to have things about coming on camera and showing my full body with like body weight and stuff. I mean, I work through all that stuff and I'm like such a good confident place. But then I used to ask myself, I'm like, 
Am I here to be like, be a model of a certain size? Like, or am I here to help people? Am I here that my makeup looks perfect? Or am I here to help people? Am I, like, that's why today I showed up in pajamas. Because like, I'm okay, I'm going to put a nice ring light because I, I like it. It's good quality to my videos. I might put a cute filter on. My kind of thinking with the filter and just, this is mine, doesn't need to be, is that as long as it doesn't alter my face fully, like this is a beige filter, it's a bit pinkish, looks cute, but as long as I'm not looking like a different person, because I don't think that's doing good to me, I don't think it's doing good to my mindset, and I I, don't, I also don't want to put that into the world, not that using filter is wrong, because we can all see it's a filter, so it's fine, lights work like filters, look, I actually think this makes my face look better, but like, it kind of like looks, makes my face look slimmer and stuff, right? But like, am I here to look slimmer or to offer you some good lighting? So you're looking at a good quality video, right? That's my thinking process. That's my experience. If that was helpful to you, I hope it was helpful to you. And for those of you listening on the podcast, what I did is turn my light on and off. And actually off, it was just like making my skin look super like smooth, but on makes the quality video look better. You can check that on the video. That's kind of the idea of it. Start small when you put out pro programs. And starting small doesn't mean putting bad quality. It means doing something helpful. If you've put together a PDF guide and sell that for like $9 or $7, because that's all you have time to put together, but you are doing your best to give that person on the other end of the purchase a win, a benefit, something helpful, you've done enough. I promise you, you've done enough. Maybe one day you will have camera crew and like all the nice things. Maybe one day, maybe you don't. But as long as you do something, it just, it cannot work. It's like, it's like, it's like you're going to go through this, through this like, th okay, think about it like that. Think about going to a train, right? From, from coach one to coach 20. You have to go through the revolving doors and through the middle. Like you cannot just say, I'm just going to sit here. I can't, I won't step out the train. I won't go on top of the train. I won't go through the train. Okay. So for those of you on the podcast, I was just talking, rolling with it, got to point six and realized that the last thing you heard was about the revolving doors and it started recording because I'm looking up on my screen as I'm live on Instagram. So it's good. It's fine. You have to start small. As I was telling you, imagine you're going to revolve the doors in a train. You cannot be in coach one and just get to coach 20, where is your goal, if you're not making some progress forward. And it's going to feel very small. If you're going to through the first set of revolving doors in a train, not revolving doors, the opening doors, revolving was the wrong term, but you know what I mean. You go through the first set of doors, is going to be like, but I'm just one coaching. This feels so slow. This is so small. Yeah, but like, then you are 19 coaches away from your goal. Then you are 18. Then you're 17. Then you're 16. Then you're 15. That's how, that's the idea of starting small. So like I was telling you, do the PDF guide, maybe before you can do the whole book or the whole course, or right? Do the one candle before you can do the whole collection and so forth. I don't know where these notebooks will take me. Maybe I will love creating products. Maybe I won't. But I have like, this is point four. I have this intuitive, um, like I have this intuitive nudge to do it. So I'm going to take intuitive action. So I'm going to 
briefly give the example again that I've just given that it cut out. A big thing for me for a while now, for a long time, has been to teach marketing. I offer marketing as a consultant, but I typically only taught the service business model. So I only taught other entrepreneurs, other women, how to start their own service business with through a variety of offers and coaching and things. But for the longest time, I had this nudge to, to teach marketing. But I felt like I owed... I don't know. I feel like I had to do this part this way before I allow myself to do this. So, but like the nudge kept on being there. And I think I've, you wouldn't have heard it on the podcast, but I said two of my favorite coaches, Taylor Lee and Amanda Francis, they have the like vibey, flowy things about them. I relate to these women so much and I borrow so much inspiration. They're complete strangers on the internet, just people I bought things from and learned from. But they have, like, they always talk about intuitive action. And I'm just like, it sounds cool, but I really don't know what it means. And I would say it, but I don't know how to embody it and how to do it. And then I just kind of got it. The example of me showing up on a Sunday as I sit down to do this now, when I've been thinking for a while, will this be a podcast? Will this be a video? Will this be an email? The day I, the moment I got that clarification for point two, when I was like, oh yeah, of course, like don't overthink it, just focus on helping somebody. I'm like, now is the time to do it. Now the information is in my mind. Now is when I can show up for this. Here's an intuitive nudge, do it. Do it and relate, like unattached to results. Just know that you just do the thing. Do that over and over again. It adds up. It compounds. It gives results. It grows confidence. It results in action. And action is what moves everything forward. But intuitive action is action that you didn't sit and overanalyze. Intuitive action is action that you just went with it. And obviously, if you just listen to this, I said this slightly differently on the live as cut on on the podcast. But for instance, for me, intuitive action was do the marketing thing. I did a little bit in the past where I helped some clients, like taught them the tech and the marketing, like in a workshop. I did some small elements before, but it wasn't until this year that I started releasing marketing programs because like I would do it one-on-one with people. I would do the DIY for marketing consultancy clients, but programs, PDFs, uh, free things, pay things, like my two signature programs are now Grown Purpose with Paid Ads and Grown Email List of Buyers. Do you know why? Because I followed my intuition and I said to myself, okay, if I'm sitting in front of a business owner, what do I have to give? What do I want to help you with? So what are the things that I'm passionate about that I know, that I trust, that I know give results? Paid Ads, Email List, like 100% I will stand behind that you can put you can turn the camera on hit record and you will thank you so much thank you David <laughs> um you, you, by the way guys for you for the podcast I've got a comment on the Instagram live so that's why I said I'm recording podcast and Instagram live so you can hit record on the camera and I'll go with it right I will not um because I'm so sure about it. And that's the power of intuitive action. With intuitive action, because you're following your intuition, you're following what you know, you're not going to be afraid to do it. You will have something good to say and to give. And that's the power of intuitive action. That's why I want to encourage you to do that. And when you are 0.5, 
testing attitude. You kind of you gotta be unattached to the results. That's the opposite of planning. That's of opposite of again, as I said to you, if you're about to put a 100k investment or 1 million investment in something, sure. Take a moment, look at things. That's a good thing. But if you're about to take a product out, if you're about to start something new, there is a point at which you just have to go for it and test it. I tell this my clients all the time, my ads clients, my marketing consultancy clients. I can plan your campaign. We can see what the costs are, what the trends are, what's possible. But we don't know until we run it. And after that, at least 30 days, we will look back at it because it's not just what's happening out there with ads, it's how people are going to respond to our campaign and what we're learning from it and how we're tweaking it. So a testing attitude is an attitude that says, um, I'm going to try it. I had a client last year that we've worked with this really competitive campaign, a competitive, expensive market, Google ads, really expensive market. And it was so easy from the data to, to look on one side and say, oh my goodness, massive opportunity. This is big. Everybody's getting a piece. But then we started and we're like, oh my goodness, competitive like crazy, expensive like crazy. It's not going to work. We're too small for it. If we gave up before testing a lot, we wouldn't have been where we ended the year. We're like, wow, there's a piece of the pie for us. And this is amazing. Let's keep going. Now we're going into 2023 with like, wow, okay, we've tested the market. We've like, there's a place for us. Let's double down. Let's triple down on it. So that's kind of the idea of Start small, start somewhere, commit to action, have a attitude of like, follow your intuition. Like if you're a business owner, and especially if you work for yourself, but even if you're in a bigger company, but you're the CEO, you, it's you driving the ship, isn't it? That's the whole point. So there's data, there's knowledge, but the intuition is what will drive you where you were trying to get this thing in the first place and i bet you would run you would rather get something wrong because you followed your heart but you tried things and you learn something and do it again and that's how you'll end up doing the thing the way you want i bet you'd rather do it like that than over plan over analyze and then get it wrong or get it right but it's not the thing you wanted because because you don't know until you do it I am so sure about this. It's been my experience in all walks of life and business. You don't know until you do it. So point number six, forgive yourself quickly. I think we are back on track where we are on Instagram while we're here. Forgive yourself quickly. And I'm going to give you very raw examples about that. Probably things that, I don't know, it's crazy to say. But I've been, so it's in my character to overthink a lot the things that I say to kind of like, just like speak really fast and process thoughts as I'm speaking them out. So that comes with a lot of, oh my goodness, did I say that? Oh my goodness, what did I, what did people think? And that sort of thing. I know a lot of us are like that. Um, and when you are an online educator or a business owner, speaking to people in front of people, if you're going to put yourself out there, whether it's in this, uh, in this capacity or whether you have something else that you overthink or 
you're going to put an investment. You're going to take a risk. You're going to take some time away. Like I said to you, sometimes you got to work and maybe take a little bit of time for my little ones. I'm all about my life around my little ones. That's why I have a business in the first place. That's the core. That's like a good 90% of the reason. There's a lot of passion and commitment, but truly it's about being with my little ones, with my children. And it was that before I even had them. It was that like Eight years before I had them, I planned in advance. I knew the desire deep in my heart. So I'm all about that. But then sometimes I'm going to have to work to do the thing. And sometimes those things don't work as fast or take longer. Those are like things that it's easy to feel guilty about. It's like I've showed up on bundles, summits, uh, audits. Uh, I remember this audit going on it and you oh like helping this person on a hot seat coaching and being like oh my goodness I think like I definitely probably overwhelmed her I probably said too much like I really wanted to give her an experience as if we were doing like a one-on-one session but I was like yeah but I was like five minute thing there are other people there no I probably messed it up and then she had advice from someone else but I kind of inspired her to also consider this option and I was like oh for sure I disturbed the other person <laughs> if I sound crazy I'm good with telling you the truth because if you think like this and you think you're crazy at least you you got two crazy people you can partner with <laughs> so i came off that oh i felt in my light i came off that and then i got a message from the organizer that that later on we spoke that the feedback was that that was one of the best um uh, like events they went in this year and she thanked me for my contribution then I had the person that I felt I overwhelmed reach out to me directly and we've been speaking since and planning collaborations and things and then I thought about everything I was like this was really good but as soon as I came off that phone call and I had a nudge of like did I do you right I said to myself it doesn't matter it matters in the sense of I'm going to take this experience and do what I feel will be even better next time. However, I am proud of myself for doing it, for showing up, for trying these things, for doing these things, because how will I even do it better if I've never started it? I did so much of that my entire like business career, but last year specifically, like I just said yes to things, but I've been doing this in business and every leap in my business, there was this major leap in my business about six years and a half ago. And it was from me just doing things in the unknown and then forgiving myself quickly and then learning quickly and catching up quickly and not allowing an imposter syndrome to like you have it's the only way i hope that makes sense all right let's wrap this up <laughs> um let me take a sip of coffee i feel like my energy is going because i had to repeat the first three points twice but i'm committed to the value i'm bringing you okay this is point seven and if you're not a business owner and listened to this, maybe this doesn't... No, this applies to you too. And I'll tell you how. Build an email list. I don't care if you're not even in business and that just means having a nice diary or a spreadsheet with all your contacts. You never know how that will come helpful in life. I've learned this in day one. I think it was day one of starting a business. I downloaded this book called the laptop entrepreneur it's in one of my lost amazon accounts i need to finally read it again the, i think one of the chapters said and i may be paraphrasing because it was so many years ago but it said the money is in the email list 
then I worked in so many other different walks of life. Like my husband is in network marketing and I've done a lot of that. And the network marketing, the always the teaching, the training is the money is in the list. I've worked with companies. I've worked in offices as a marketer in their offices. And it's all about their CRMs, their contact lists. Um, with my clients, it's all about their email lists or the, oh, I'm getting a call coming. Did that stop my recording? We're about to find out. No, we're still live. Had a had a call coming. Had to decline. We're still live. So the money was in the list. The money, the 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 the. Okay, so here's my like quick thing. You might already know this and be like, oh, but I'm gonna say it just in case you don't, and it helps you because it's my commitment to you this year. Your the the core of a business is you have an offer, and people buy it. The stability and growth of a business is in growing the pool of people that are likely to buy it. So for instance, as we all know, like kind of like more in the traditional business model, you would put a restaurant in a maybe busy place or place that you, you think people come. You would put a um, like a, a high street shop, like a, a shop, a clothes shop on a high street where there's food. I think it, it would be called, I remember there was like a word for it I've learned in uni, but it's just like kind of food volume, not food volume, definitely not food volume. But the idea is how many, if like typically, you know, if typically a thousand people walk past your shop every day, you you have a chance to have a hundred people walk in, let's say, and you have a chance for 10 to buy. This is an example, right? Same concept of an audience and an email list. If you attract 100 people in your email list and you speak to 100 people, you now have 100 people that you can serve and sell your things to. If you have a list of 100 people, like for instance, if you're a network marketing and you have a list of 100 people that you're going to message and tell them about your business and whether they want to partner with you or buy from you or something, you have a list of 100 people. If you don't have a list of 100 people, you don't have anybody. If you are um, anything, if you're a clinic, like I work, my main clients are clinics. If you, like you need a contact database. And the, that's that's kind of like the whole, the whole point of marketing is that audience growth. And then is, you know, connecting them to your brand, connecting them to uh, what you have to offer and communicating that value, right? If that wasn't true, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't still be Super Bowl ads. That's the truth. Pepsi won't still be doing Super Bowl ads. I assume they still do it. But you know what I mean? Because they know there's a pool of... They know there's all these people watching. So they have an opportunity to come and tell their story and make sense. Even on something like ads that you cannot track response really. Really. Not in the way... Like TV ads. Not in the way you can track response on a, in, on a, on a Facebook ad. Or not in a way you can like track response on like... You know, like I don't know, putting an Instagram live and putting a putting an store Instagram stories and with a link and see how many click people clicked and who like DM'd you or who became a customer. Do you see what I mean? So it's like even when you don't have ways to accurately one hundred percent track the data, the concept is the same: an audience. So the reason why I'm saying build your email list or build your database, build something. And if you are in business, if you're selling anything, if you're, if you're like have programs or services or products and you're communicating and you want to mass communicate to your audience, email list. 
start that email list now. If you're hearing this for the first time, I hope that I inspire you to start. And I know that on the other end of your email list, there's going to be so much growth, stability, and opportunity in your business. Your people, people that you create a bond with, that the main people I'm going to set my podcast episode that I've downloaded the result of this is my email list. The main people that are going to get a direct email from me telling them, hey, by the way, did you know I went live on Instagram about this? Is my email list. And here's the thing. I have about 890 followers on Instagram at the time of recording this. And there was, I think, one or two people live with me for a period of this. I cannot guarantee that Instagram is going to show my life. My life, which has not been promoted after a period that I haven't engaged much because I've taken some time off. So, but my email list, I know that typically about 30% of it are going to open the email within a couple of hours of me sending it. So I know that I for sure can get in front of all these people. This video may or not be pushed by the algorithm. That's just how it is. Not trying to give like a lesson on Instagram because it changes all the time. And I certainly love Instagram, but like just the concept and the opportunity in a business. Okay. This is probably like 40 minutes, but that's what I had to say. This is what I had to tell you for 2023. So trust yourself. This can be your best year yet, no matter what. Uh, do it your way. Be yourself is better than being anybody else. Um, so let's summarize. One, start to think <laughs> and overcome your own voice of resistance and fear and be a little bit stubborn about it. If people are going to tell you that you are embarrassing yourself or that you're failing or you're risking too much, so what? Be a stubborn entrepreneur. It's a fun place to be in. Um, over planning is paralyzing. Point three. If you're going to do something, just do something. Because if you were to do it perfectly, it probably wouldn't be as helpful if you were to do a little bit. Create one candle. Do one PDF. Teach a course on one thing that you know about. Just something little. Offer that one service. You... Let's say you are an artist, you may be able to do it all things, but for now, you could just turn people's favorite photos into a beautiful A4 painting. Done. And then you could be doing illustrations and graphics and 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 then murals and things and that and that, right? Um, start small. Think about the example of the getting from coach one to 20. You gotta go coach by coach. It may feel small at the beginning you're on your way uh follow intuition so in take intuitive action which is trust yourself if it's nudging go that direction thank you for the love <laughs> um again guys for you on the podcast it's because i'm getting like nice nice amazing comments on instagram and lots of love thank you five have a testing attitude like understand that you're gonna find out if this works it's and oftentimes, another thing with the testing attitude to add, do not necessarily, don't make that about you. Whenever I send an email, when I'm going to send this podcast, a lot of people are going to unsubscribe. And I know now for doing marketing for so many of my clients on so many capacities that most people do not unsubscribe because the content was bad, because I messed it up or my clients messed it up. It's just because we don't always stay subscribed to everything. We don't always buy everything. We don't always have the ability to give our attention to everything. So 
when you also test, also think to yourself to now make this about you. Not a testing attitude in the sense of, I'm going to find out if I'm good. Go back to point two and just trust yourself that you're good. Again, if you're going to be yourself, you're going to be yourself, right? So, but have a testing attitude in the sense of, instead of as point two, I said, over planning it, a testing attitude can mean, I'm going to try see if this course sells. I'm going to try see if this business works this way. And if it doesn't work this way, I'll try another way. And I'll try another way. That's why I mean about the testing attitude. Not I'm going to give my te- myself three months. If it fails, I won't do it. I wouldn't do that. I did some varieties of that. It never worked. I would do more like, for instance, last year, and I teach it all in my grown uh, animalist or buyers course. But last year I did, um, hi, thank you, Sasha, for joining. <laughs> um, last year I did um, paid ads. For me, like obviously I do that with my clients, I was confident, but I tested for myself. Let me see if PDF guides work. Let me see if five-day challenges work. Testing attitude. Not like, um, am I going to, like, am I good enough or is this ever going to work? No, let me just try this on that. Then I tried bundles and summits. I didn't know anything about it, but I had that intuitive knowledge. And then I said to myself, I'm going to test it and see what what, what happens the example i gave you where i showed up for this like live audit and i like had to give like strategic one-on-one feedback and i've never done it that way i've done it one-on-one with people and things but not that way in a panel in that way and i felt a lot of things coming off but then i had a testing attitude and when i came off it and questioned myself the reason why i did 4.6 which is forgive myself quickly i'll add this in the caption and they will be in the show notes for the podcast listeners i is because i said to myself but if i'm not gonna do this and test it how will i ever know how will i ever get better like there's just no way i need to start here and just test and be okay and then just pat myself on the back and say hey good job for trying and it's by that i don't mean oh my goodness i was perfect i have nothing to improve of course we improve we grow but if we blame ourselves and like kind of just like go in and oh I wasn't good I probably messed it up I, I can't do this results are not coming this is not happening it's paralyzing I want to inspire you to realize that probably some of your favorite most successful people in the world from your favorite sports players to your favorite celebrities to your favorite everything are just testing and testing and testing and at the surface you see 10% that worked what you don't see is the 90% that didn't work. But they just tested it. And they had to forgive themselves like on the mishaps. They had to be stubborn and believe in themselves to get that 10% out into the world. Otherwise, how? So I, I said 0.5 and 6. That's in attitude. Forgive yourself. I, I touched on that. And in the sense of not. In the sense of just like be okay. Like, oh, yeah, I probably messed it up. I probably talked too much. I probably did that. I probably did that. You know? But but I showed up. And now I have information to do it a little bit better. And confidence and practice. Right? And build that email list. Build that email list. Build your email list. Have contacts. I don't care if you put it down on paper. I don't care if you put it down in your Google Sheet, in your spreadsheet. And obviously, ideally, especially if you are like an online business owner, speaking to your audience, use some sort of software like ConvertKit, my favorite. Um, You can like ask me more about the things that I use. I have like guides on it on different capacities and just start growing that 
Commit to growing your inner circle, your people. Commit to speaking and helping people and finding out how you can do more and growing that. As you see that number grow, inevitably your sales will grow, your reach will grow, your impact will grow. That's all I've got to say for to you for 2023. I wish you the best year yet. I wish you a, a year of adventure and experimentation and um uh, and yeah, this was my intuitive nudge to come and speak to you about this. Um, and I'm my heart is full. I think I've given you what I thought were useful lessons and things that I've gotten so far from my experience. And you take what makes sense. I need to take a sip or drink. Mm. Thank you, Sasha. Sasha said on the Instagram comment, great advice. Thank you. <laughs> Toast. Take what makes sense, toast what doesn't. Don't have to always do it all and you are always your own person. Um, but just know that you're capable of anything. Okay, I love you. Thank you for being a podcast listener. Thank you for being here, my audience. And especially thank you for all of you guys that send some love. I love you. And bye, speak to you on the next, whatever I'll put out. And definitely on the next episode of the Free, Happy and Triumphing podcast. Bye.